0: welcome to the life is for everyone podcast our purpose is to educate activate and transform we post a new podcast every monday and wednesday prepare to be enlightened encouraged challenged and fired up ready to go as you listen to today's podcast hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the life is for everyone podcast My name is Grace Youngson, and I want to talk to you today about, well, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what abortion actually is? Before we get into this, as always, I want to open up in prayer, so let's go ahead and do that. Lord, we give this time to you. We thank you, Jesus, that you are our teacher. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're our teacher. You lead us into all truth. And we thank you, Lord, that as I just share the truth today, the raw truth about this issue, that people's hearts will be open to receive and that it will inspire them to do something to make a difference. Amen. So I want to share with you today about the truth of what abortion actually is, the effects of abortion, what an abortion actually is, and the whole ideology behind it. A lot of you listening to this may know and agree, and you probably do, that abortion is wrong and that it's the killing of a child, but do you really have an understanding of the true horror of the issue? Abortion is a gruesome act, but it's more than that. It's an entire ideology of humanism that man or woman are their own gods and can make their own decisions as they see fit, even if that means killing other people. So before we get into the whole ideology behind it, let's become better educated on what an abortion actually is. I believe it's part of our duty to be educated on this because this is happening. People perish because of lack of knowledge. The Bible says that. Did you know that one pre-born baby is murdered every 89 seconds at Planned Parenthood? That is an astounding statistic. That is just the magnitude of that is almost incomprehensible. Defined simply, abortion is the intentional killing of a baby in its mother's womb through various different barbaric methods. Before I continue on what those methods are, I will say that some of the things I'm about to share are pretty gruesome and disturbing, but I believe that we have a duty to know and understand what is actually taking place in this Holocaust here on American soil. So abortions are committed according to a few different methods. The first and most popular method here in the US is the suction D&C method. It's used during the first trimester. Uh, This process starts by dilating the mother's cervix, which is naturally tightly shut to keep the baby safe. By inserting several different metal metal rods, which increase in size, the abortionist um, dilates the cervix, gaining access into the uterus. Once that's accomplished, a vacuum um, with the strength of 10 to 20 times an average household vacuum, that is crazy strong. And it shows you how this child is not meant to be disturbed. This child is securely uh, placed in its mother's womb, in that place of safety. The womb is now the most dangerous place to be in the US as a human being. That is ridiculous. So this vacuum is inserted into the uterus and at this point the child has realized that this foreign object is in its home and um, the child is squirming around, struggling, trying desperately to escape its brutal fate. Um, I watched a video and it is pretty horrible but it's called The Silent Scream and it actually shows an abortion happening on ultrasound. And um, it was this type of abortion. And as soon as that suction catheter was inserted, the child was going crazy, trying to escape. And it's just so sad. You know, people say, pro-abortion people say that it's nothing to do with the child. The child isn't even a person. Well, that child knew what was happening. That child was trying to save itself and couldn't because they're vulnerable. They need us. So the abortionist proceeds uh, to turn on that suction catheter, which then sucks the child out piece by piece. That is just, it's disgusting. The child is torn limb from limb, bit by bit, and it's just a big mess. Then the abortionist uses a curette to scrape the lining of the uterus because uh, this procedure has a high risk of leaving parts of the baby inside. So the abortionist attempts to make sure that no part of the baby is left inside the mother um, by using that. And there's stories of women that have had pieces of their children left inside them following an abortion, which is extremely dangerous to their health. So that is the um, first most popularly used method in the U.S. It is horrific and difficult to discuss and talk about, but that is the truth. And many women who have abortions do not know what is happening or what is going on. They're just told it's a blob of tissue. It's a simple, safe procedure and we'll just get rid of it. That is not what that is. You know, um, at that point, children have, they have limbs, they have hands, they have feet, they have toes, fingers, a head, a skull. They're a discernible human being. That is so wrong and so against God. So the second method um, that's used to perform abortions in, during the second trimester, that's called the dilation and evacuation method. So first, um, like the first method, the cervix has to be dilated, but this time it's over one to two days. um, And it's, uh, the abortionist does this using a special type of seaweed called laminaria. Once this is complete, the abortionist then uses a suction catheter, um, which just sucks out the amniotic fluid, which is very vital to the child, um, and that surrounds the baby, so it sucks that out. And now... uh, at this point, the baby is too big to fit through the suction catheter. So the abortionist can't use that method anymore. Instead, the abortionist has to use a metal clamp with rows of teeth on the end uh, to remove the child piece by piece, which is just incomprehensible. And by the time the abortionist gets to the head, the skull, that is usually too big to fit through um the mother's cervix so the abortionist has to crush the skull and the abortionist knows when that has happened because white liquid pours out that was the child's brains and um, then proceeds to take that out and once the abortionist has done all of that and this is just horrific um, the abortionist then has to take all of those pieces and reassemble them to make sure that every part of the child is accounted for. That means the abortionist is looking for hands, feet, legs, the skull, and everything like that. That is human body parts. That is just crazy, crazy how this is happening in such a quote unquote civilized country and a Christian nation. This should not be happening. The third method which is used, and this is used during the third trimester, is injection and stillbirth. So the process with this is basically that the abortionist injects um, a fatal injection into the child. It causes a very painful heart attack. And then um, once the abortionist is sure that the child is dead, they induce the mother to give birth to a dead child. There is nothing that is good or right about any of those procedures. Listening to them and even me saying them again to myself is just making me more and more uh, unwilling to tolerate this. Uh, there is also um, something called medical abortion. That would be uh, would happen earlier in pregnancy, sort of first trimester time. And uh, the way that, that is done is that the mother takes two pills the first pill stops the production of progesterone that's a hormone which is responsible for um, making the lining of the uterus sticky for want of a better term Um, and that is what the um, the unborn child implants into the uterus so basically when this pill is taken it stops the production of that which causes the child to fall off from the uterus because it can't implant or stick anymore. Um, and then the second pill basically causes contractions um, and causes the child to be expelled from the mother's body. Now, there is something called an abortion pill reversal. If you've taken the first pill and you catch it within 72 hours or so, uh, you can the mother can get injections of progesterone which could save the child. Um, and if you are listening to this and you've taken the first pill Um, you can go online, abortionpillreversal.com, and you can find information of how that can be reversed. And there have been children saved through um, that abortion pill reversal. So that is another way. And unfortunately, that method is being pushed more and more, especially by post, um, because several states have now outlawed abortion. So the abortion lobby is moving to try and just post these pills to women, which is extremely dangerous for women because there is no medical supervision then of this procedure. They just do it at home and women have died from that. So this is not about women at all. It's not about helping women. It's not about about that at all. Um, There are also laws in certain states that are permit abortion during birth so essentially the woman gives birth to a live baby and then if she chooses that she doesn't want that child to live um, that child will be left on the side to die which is crazy so this is what abortion looks like right now in the U.S. this is what it looks like for the baby um so what are the effects of abortion on the mother, on women? You know, we're told that abortion is all about women. It's all about helping women. And it's all about them having their rights to choose what they want to do. And most women who go in for an abortion cite their reason as um, mental distress. So we would expect then for abortion to be the solution to that and solve that. But the opposite is true, actually. Several studies show that women are far more likely to commit suicide following an abortion. One study in particular said that women are 155% more likely to commit suicide following an abortion. That does not help women. We here at Life Is For Everyone are on the side of women. We value both the woman and the child, and that is not a solution. We can do so much better than that for women. Women are also 110% more likely to engage in alcohol misuse as they deal with the intense regret and pain following an abortion. That is not the future we want to be giving women. You know, the sad fact is that here in America, one in four women have had an abortion. And 70% of those women identify as Christian. That saddens me the most. Four out of 10 women who have an abortion are actively going to church. These women could be sitting next to you at church. That, to me, is so sad that we as the body of Christ have failed so greatly in this regard that women can sit in church and not find the help they need to get through this. So what are we going to do about it? What are we as the church, the light of the world, going to do about this? How are we going to use our influence? How will you use your influence? You know, when a woman kills her child, part of her dies. I recently did an interview with a lady called Stacey Woodruff. It's actually the most recent podcast. You can check it out. And she had two abortions and she said, that in our uh, interview, that part of her died when she had that. And the sad part was that she didn't even realize for many years that part of her had died. Her life was just a mess. And she was so depressed and hurt following it. We can do so much better for women than that. God has so much better for women than that. You know, this whole ideology behind abortion is that we are our own gods and we can make the best decision for our lives. We don't need God. It's, and this is kind of, I hope you can understand what I'm saying when I say this. But, um, you know, man has been searching for millennia for a solution to overcome death, for a solution for eternal life. And a lot of the arguments for abortion are often that, you know, a woman's life as she knows it is going to end by having a child. Her career is going to be over. Her relationship with someone is going to be over. Um, Financially, her life is over. Mentally, her life is over. And so the argument is that if we kill a child, then we can extend her life. She doesn't have to deal with the death of whatever But the sad thing is that women, part of a woman dies. You know, women have been talked into the idea that they can have life, that their lives as they know them and have planned them and have envisioned them will end if they choose to give life to their baby. So instead they kill their baby to extend their own life but part of them is actually dying. Last night I was at an amazing event at uh, Fervent Church in, um, here in Colorado Springs and Seth Gruber was speaking and it was just such an awesome, awesome message what he shared. But he was sharing about how abortion is, is really a root issue of everything today. Um, the The whole ideology, it's more than just an act. It's more than just an issue. It's an ideology. You know, abortion is the extermination of the powerless by the powerful. Abortion is a pagan replacement for man's pursuit of eternal life. And it's the centerpiece of the religion of secularism. It is so important that we take this down because if we do not get the right to life right we will not get any other rights right this is serious abortion is ungodly at its very core you know the other part of the whole ideology that underpins abortion is that as I mentioned before some life is more valuable than others this is the lie that was propagated to defend slavery hundreds of years ago This lie was also propagated by Hitler to kill Jews. This is the kind of message Hitler would send out, is that the Jews are a disease. They're holding us back from our true potential. Doesn't that sound a bit like what we hear today? Or not even a bit like, very much like what we hear today. Children in the womb are called parasites, holding women back from their their lives. You know, this whole ideology that some lives are more valuable than others is the lie that is responsible for some of the greatest bloodshed in history. It's also been propagated by many communist dictators to kill those who do not contribute to society. You know, the, um, the Jewish Holocaust under Hitler killed around six million people. Under communism, around 50 million people have been killed. And it's all this same lie that if you do not contribute to society, if you do not contribute to this idea of life and whatever, you are worthless. This is so ungodly at its very core. It's completely evil and anti-God. God tells us that we're all created in his image. Every single one of us has infinite value. He wove us together in our mother's womb. He destined us before the foundations of the earth. He died for us. He became the ultimate sacrifice. That is how much he values us. The pro-life message is one of love, one of equality, true equality, where every single life is valued. You know, Mother Teresa once said, if we accept that a mother can kill her own child, how can we tell other people not to kill one another? And that is what this is leading into. We now have assisted suicide happening in nations, playing off the same kind of arguments as abortion. And it will just be a matter of time before things would get worse if we don't act. You know, when Hitler uh, first started out, one of the first things he did was start killing children with disabilities. That's where he started. And people did not speak out against that. And then it led to a mass murdering of 6 million Jews, innocent people who should not have died. And 6 million is awful. But today, there have been over 60 million kids killed in America from abortion. That is just an astronomical number. Another quote from Mother Teresa on the subject of abortion says, quote, a nation that kills its children in the womb has lost its soul, End quote. Wow. See, this is more than just about the killing of a child. This is about a nation's soul. This is about a nation's heart being tender towards God and open to God. This is a gospel issue. This is a biblical issue. We as Christians have a duty to do something about this. We are called to go out and preach the gospel, to share the truth with others. You know, Seth Gruber said something very challenging and powerful last night. He said, you know, we look at the Holocaust in Nazi Germany and we say, oh yeah, if I lived at that time, I would would have been best buddies with all these people who were fighting Hitler. I would have done something, I would have spoken, I wouldn't have let that happen. That is awful, how could have that ever happened? But the real question is, what are we doing today? when we have our own Holocaust on our hands. That's over 10 times bigger than the Jewish Holocaust. I'm going to read you this quote from Sophie Scholl. She was a fearless resistance fighter in Nazi Germany. She, along with her brother Hans, spread pamphlets at universities encouraging people to stand up against Hitler's evil regime. Her life is a true inspiration and her courage is inspiring and contagious. This quote is lengthy, but it's true. And I believe that everyone listening should hear it. She says, the real damage is done by those millions who want to survive. The honest men who just want to be left in peace. Those who don't want their little lives disturbed by anything bigger than themselves. Those with no sides and no causes. Those who won't take measure of their own strength for fear of antagonizing their own weakness. Those who don't like to make waves or enemies. Those for whom freedom, honor, truth, and principles are only literature. Those who live small, die small. It's the reductionist approach to life. If you keep it small, you'll keep it under control. If you don't make any noise, the boogeyman won't find you. But it's all an illusion. Because they die too. Those people who roll up their spirits into tiny little balls so as to be safe. Safe? From what? Life is always on the edge of death. Narrow streets lead to the same place as wide avenues. And a little candle burns itself out just like a flaming torch does. Are we so consumed with our little lives that we miss the big picture? That we miss what God is truly calling us to? Are you going to choose comfort? Are you going to choose the good opinions of others? Are you going to choose likes on social media? or are you going to choose godliness? Are you going to choose to be a true follower of Jesus who laid down everything for the sake of love? Christianity 101 is to be a disciple of Jesus and love others. Truth is love. We have a duty to share with others the truth about this issue. We're not to stay hidden. The Bible tells us in Matthew, don't put your light under a bushel. You're a city on a hill. You are to shine. We are to shine as bright lights for truth and justice and hope and freedom. The world will be a better place if you stand up. So, my three minute challenge for you today is to share this information with someone. Part of the problem is that no one talks about this. The truth is silent right now. And the other side is being very vocal and very loud, but yet the righteous are as bold as a lion. So we are to, we are to be telling people the truth. We are to be out there. Come on guys. Share this information with someone. Talk to a friend about this subject this week. Share this podcast to your Instagram story or Facebook story, to your social media. It's essential that the truth gets out there. And evil is scared of the truth getting out there. That's why there's protests against having conservatives come and speak at universities, because the other side knows that when people hear the truth, evil becomes powerless. When Hitler was... In power, he had to have a whole propaganda arm of his evilness to keep feeding the people lies so that he could keep doing what he did. But the truth is what will make the difference. Edmund Burke once said, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Will you do nothing or will you choose to share the truth? So I encourage you to share this information with someone, talk to someone, share this podcast to your social media. It's so important that this gets out there. Think of the lives that could be saved. Thank you so much for listening and um be sure to tune into our next podcast this Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on a podcast and I'll speak to you next time.